The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, everyone. This is Steven Schleicher. And Zach Wolf. We are about to discuss a movie called The Invitation. Yes. That is currently out. Now, because this movie's out and it's a small independent film, many of you may not have seen it. And there's a twist to this. And we talk about the twist and we do spoil this this movie. So just so you know, if you're kind of interested in seeing this movie, we talk the heck out of it. And we don't want you to be upset if uh, the film gets ruined because we reveal a twist ending in, in, in it. So... You've been warned, right? Spoiler effects, Zach? Yeah, spoilers are in effect. Welcome to this week's episode of Zach on Film. Joining me, like always, this week is the one and only Stephen Schleicher. Hello. Stephen, last week we kind of ran down some of the biggest movies that will be coming out Mm -hmm. uh, this summer. Mm -hmm. This week we're actually going to talk about a movie, give it a good talking over. This film, uh, not one of the biggest films, it is actually recording... To uh, the box office numbers, currently at six thousand three hundred and seventy fourth for opening day box office totals. That doesn't so, surprise no, me. No, it's way down the line. Not uh, a big blockbuster release. We're but it got about, a lot of I got a lot of buzz at South by Southwest. Yeah, it's got some buzz. It, this movie originally released um, back in uh, at Fantastic Fest in two thousand and fifteen. Mm-hmm. It then got a real big kickoff at South by Southwest earlier this month, and then uh, now it's kind of out on iTunes, and that. Yeah. Is from director Karen Kusama, who originally did Girl Fight, the mm-hmm. Aeon Flux movie, and Jennifer's Body. Right. And this is The Invitation. Man, The Invitation <laughs> is a story about um, a man who's been divorced from his wife after the loss of their son. Mm-hmm. He has been invited to a dinner party, and it's kind of a um, getting together of a bunch of their old friends that they haven't seen in years. Mm-hmm. And... David, I think that's his name. No, Will. Will well, thinks yeah. that his wife uh, is acting a little weird and her husband is acting a little weird. Yeah. And the two strangers that they've never met before are acting a little weird. And Will is concerned about his new girlfriend, Kira, uh, and the rest of his friends. And then the party gets interesting. Yeah. So um, the setting for this film is kind of a pretty posh house yeah, up in Hollywood Hills, Hills in L.A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like I would say kind of well off to do people. Definitely right. um Will's wife Eden, who um is now remarried. They have this very nice house there. Everyone seems pretty well off. They feel pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, this dinner party and, and the Will film's has been the like film yeah. Super depressed and he's you know, he's he's still suffering from the loss of, of his son. Yeah, which, which is was like you, three years ago, I think something like three, that. Three yeah. and then um, they said it's been about two years since mm-hmm. they've seen this uh, Eden and David, mm-hmm. um, which obviously causes some hesitation on Will. Will's part of it, mainly because, you know, in the first couple minutes of the film, or first really parts of dialogue, you realize Will used to be married to this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, they got divorced, mm-hmm. and she started seeing this other dude in a grief session right. while they were still married. Right. And then they kill a coyote. <laughs> Yeah, and they beat he beats the well. Death they they he, run over it with the car, over, and he doesn't want it to suffer. So he, he and so he kills it, it which know. kind of sets the tone. Yeah, really I mean, early it, on for this film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and the thing is, through Will's grief, he just starts noticing this weird behavior by Eden and David, mm-hmm. and then um, with their um, this other girl, uh, Sadie, mm-hmm. who. The first time Will sees her, she's like half naked, yeah, standing in the hallway, and he's like, "What's going on here?" And then, um, and then another guy uh, shows up, and I forget what his name is, 
Um, it's like Phil or something. Phil, yeah, something, something like that. Sorry, I'm, I'm no, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and even before that, um, when Will's first walking into the house, mm-hmm. he sees a little boy playing with toys. Yeah, he's that a is, flashback. yeah, he's having flashback, and it kind of happens for the first probably half of the film that Will mm-hmm. has a few flashbacks that we kind of learn, um, about their interesting past because it's definitely um weird right the bat will walks in and he meets his friends and then he sees his ex-wife and then her current husband walks in and the weird, i was like they look too similar it's yeah, too yeah. weird yeah. for her to be married to this guy they look too similar yeah pruitt is this other guy's yeah name. pruitt um and then and then th- throughout the i mean throughout the first part of the film you these flashbacks you learn that um Eden tried to kill herself right. and like Will had to stop her. Mm-hmm. And so there's all this, and you start really kind of quickly getting into this weird emotional thing that right. kind of is at the underbed of this entire story. And at um, this, which, which, which provokes the weird feeling that, yeah. Will's and then having. at the same time, Will's like, Oh, I haven't been in this house in three years. You guys have been away for two years. You got iron bars all over your mm-hmm. windows. And they're like, Yeah, you know, just never. You want to be safe. And then right. uh, as guests come in, he's sitting on the steps talking to another friend, uh, Gina, who's there at the party and mm-hmm. just trying to talk about stuff. He notices that as um, David lets somebody in, he's locking the door. And he's like, why are, why are you locking the door? He's like, oh, you know, there was a, there was a break in. Right. And uh, things are getting weird. And then he notices that his ex-wife is popping uh, some barbiturates and pills. And, and he's like, this something is not right in this house. And then we get to the point of the invitation where they're right. like, hey, look, uh, you know, because they're like, oh, this invitation, this isn't that some kind of weird cult thing mm-hmm. uh, where everybody does this. And they kind of just play it off subtly. They don't really talk about because this card that they get, this invitation that they get to come to the party is really nice and fancy. Right. And they're not really saying, oh, this is some cult thing mm-hmm. that that this is what this is tied to. And uh, Eden and, and David are like, oh, or I'm. Yeah, Eden and David are like, hey, no, just watch this video. And everybody gathers right, around to watch right. this video. And their Dr. Death guy yeah. is just like, <laughs> oh, you'll all move on to another place. And they sit there and they watch this woman die on this video that they're showing. Yeah. And, of course, all the uh, Pruitt and Sadie and David and Eden are all happy about this. And the guests are kind of like a little uncomfortable. What the hell's going on? Yeah. And then they start talking about, oh, you know, you just got to let things go and do what you want. And things kind of get a little weird and uncomfortable where... Um, Eden starts kissing a friend of theirs. I think mm-hmm. it's Eden or maybe it's Sadie. I forget which one. Starts, it's Sadie. Starts yeah. kissing. Um, well, they uh, both do, I guess. Starts kissing. Was it Claire? Yeah. Uh, starts kissing uh, Claire and then some. it just becomes really uncomfortable. And at this point in the movie, after watching the, where they're just showing them this, this kind of initiation movie, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm... I'm ready to get out of this party if this were me. Right. And even Gina, who's one of the guests, is like, you know what? This party's too much for me. I, I need I need to leave. Yeah, this she is does just leave too then. weird. Yeah. Or does she? Well, uh, we'll get that. Um, I want to say, um, up to that point in film, like when mm-hmm. they they show them film, like, oh, it's a cult thing. We've all, they've like all heard about this, which right, is right. really interesting too. And I mean, you hear about it. I mean, um, I, for another project, I've been looking at, you know, cults in America and there have not been a lot of doomsday death cults in the U.S. in recent years. Mm-hmm. So if something like this were to pop up, a lot of people would probably, probably be know. talking about it. I mean, of course, we had David Koresh, um, but um, and I forgot which slipped my mind, but the um, people that the that killed themselves so that they go up to the uh, spaceship oh, uh, from yeah, back in two thousand. And I, I want to say that's probably one of the last one of the last big cult mass mm-hmm. deaths that we had in yeah. the U.S. So um, for people who are talking about, you know, um, uh, about this, um, I mean, you could go into a bunch of different cults. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, we're talking about true religious cults. Um, that's, you know, this, this is something that everyone's familiar with and they're kind of making joke of it. And everyone's like, Oh no, you don't understand it. It's really cool. It, it really helped us with therapy. Mm-hmm. It really can. And then they start all recounting about the deaths. And of course, Eden, Went through the loss of their son. David lost his wife. Uh, Pruitt admits that he killed his wife in a fit of anger yeah, and crazy. went to jail. Which, you know, this cult, they they had their retreats in Mexico, which I think even as a convict that has been released from doing his duty, I don't think t- he would be able to go to Mexico. 
Oh yeah, I don't know. I what don't those think rules he would are. be. I don't know what those rules are. <laughs> that seems so weird, and I don't remember what Sadie's uh, big hang-up is. Yeah, I don't remember either. But they they're all down there to try to grieve. Yeah, and so when that happens, I was really interested because if you've watched the trailer for the invitation, mm-hmm. it definitely is just playing up the invitation to a dinner party and right. how it's weird that his ex-wife they've been gone for a while and they just invite and that's just weird mm-hmm. and they don't even bring up this cult type thing mm-hmm. uh in the trailer so that was like the first initial kind of twisty doo right. of this film um and you know up to that point even through that it's not um per a shown as like a doomsday death cult it's right. kind of like we are getting through grief mm-hmm, and we can mm-hmm. accept the grief and move past it and death is okay and you know we're just going and, and through then, it and then if you start paying you watch this a couple of times i just watched it the whole time. i started watching it for a second time i didn't have time to finish when, it but then after they've watched that if you start really listening to what everyone's talking about yeah to the rest of their guests i mean i'm talking about the main four yeah they're talking about oh you know it's it's cool you know we need to celebrate mm-hmm. they have this massive dinner that yeah. is just loaded down with eight and a half million dollar bottles of wine of, you know, almost like a last supper. Yeah. <laughs> They're celebrating things. They're telling people, hey, we all need to grieve. We all need to let go. We all need to fulfill our wishes because, you know, we're not going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. And Will starts reading all this stuff and he's like, I think they're going to kill us. Well, that's so that's interesting. You read it. I read through this. I'm like, I got about halfway through it. I'm mm-hmm. like, I was like, I think Will is paranoid. And I think well, and that's the, the, way the it's film is definitely, be. the film is portrayed as, yeah. these people seem cuckoo to Will, right. but they're actually just almost like sans negative emotions or just positive energy. They're just going right, forward right, right, and right. Will is too paranoid to be at this dinner. It, it could be that he's paranoid or super uncomfortable or whatever, but there's also, and I was reading a, a review or something about this, mm-hmm. uh, the invitation earlier, and they're talking about how this is kind of like commentary on party party etiquette mm. uh, in, in a sense because people are too afraid that when topics get out of hand at a party that because you don't want to offend anyone right. you stick around and you kind oh, of go through these motions and, yeah. and so everyone's like no will you're freaking out you know you're the one that's emotionally upset your wife has moved on mm-hmm. you need to move on too we know it's uncomfortable that you're in this house and he's like no something freaking weird is going on to the point where he even sees uh, david light this red lamp outside uh in the backyard and he's just thinking i don't know what's there but i mean he is in grieving in his son's bedroom trying Mm -hmm. to make this last connection with his son and then he comes out and they're like hey let's have a cocktail everyone's like let's have a cocktail Mm -hmm. well he watches but after he watches uh david light this red lamp right he pulls out his laptop and watches Mm -hmm. another video from From mr death Death. cult man and it's like the time is now or I right, can't, right. I, what is he, it, he it, says it, something it seemed like it could have been you know our emotions are good you're fine accept this it's good mm-hmm. but then you can also read it like it's about ready to happen it's time yeah. and it seemed to me i don't know how you read this when i watched it it was like um it kind of felt like is will into this now like he sees them calm he just had this like emotional mm-hmm. breakdown it seems mm-hmm. like he's into it and i think pruitt gets him to go upstairs it kind of seems like, you know, everyone's waiting for you. It's time. Right, right. And it seemed like Pruitt thinks, oh, Will must have probably knew he watched this video. I think Will's on board now. Ma- yeah, maybe. Because kind of, he had like this, di- of course, Pruitt is freaking Yeah, Pruitt, Pruitt is really weird. The actor who yeah. plays him has been around forever and is really great in yeah. these really creepy roles. Yeah. But Will, I think, watches this and is like, okay, I guess I understand what's going on. This mm-hmm. is still weird to me, but I've had this catharsis of letting go of my son and having this one last happy memory yeah. of us together. And then he goes downstairs, and again, if I'm mistaken, I'm mistaken, but I could swear that David gets up and starts quoting from the video, and that's what tips Will off finally that, holy crap, they're going to kill us. And so Mm -hmm. he's knocking the glasses out of everybody's hands, smashing them. Everybody at the party now is upset. There's like a dozen people, maybe not a dozen, maybe 10 people. Yeah, six. Oh, I guess with other people, it's probably 10. And and everybody's like getting pissed at him because this is the last straw that they've had to put up with his crap all night. Um, one of the girls does drink hers down. One of the guests does drink hers down. And then, um, Sadie starts attacking Will and saying, you're ruining everything. You're ruining everything. And he pushes her and she hits her head on the, on the uh, edge of a counter. So what? Yeah. Okay. So that, at that point I was like, oh, Will's 
I, I kept on going back and forth. Is Will freaking out? Or are these people mm-hmm. like insane? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, oh, Will's just freaking out again because they did the right, cool right. editing. I'm like, Will's freaking right. out. And then I really thought it because Sadie comes after him. Like, you're ruining it. Mm-hmm. And he throws her like right. Pruitt did. Right. Hits her head and starts like, I'm like, oh my God, this is what they're doing the whole time. Yeah, and, and then, I don't, no. because I don't know if, that was the part of the movie that seemed a little weird for me, mm. because Pruitt related this whole story about how he got mad and hit his wife, and she died by hitting her head on the counter, and then these exact same things happen mm-hmm. to David and Sadie, and it seemed really weird and almost like redundant or repetitive. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like oh, Will is making the same mistakes that Pruitt did or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's yeah. just this weird, repetitive moment of story yeah. that almost didn't need to be there or needed to be changed or something. I mean, Sadie hitting her head is and, yeah. and not falling on the floor is important because she starts bleeding and everyone's freaking out. And I guess one of the uh, one of the uh, guests, uh, one of uh, Will's friends is a doctor and he's yeah. checking her out and, he's, and, she, and uh, we hear... Um, Will's girlfriend Gina say she's not breathing. He's like, no, no, she's breathing. She's like, no, no, we're talking about this other girl over yeah. here who's now foaming at the mouth, passed out, dead. Um, and then when he's trying to revive this other okay, girl, so hold on, right before you get to that, I thought still mm-hmm. that because earlier in the day she or in the night she took some cocaine. I'm like, what oh, if it was yeah. just some weird reaction to cocaine? I'm really, like, but this point, yes, I'm still like I can't I can't figure out what this movie is trying to do to me because I constantly think this movie and I still think it it's trying to use new information to get you sucked back into thinking there. Like a uh, horrible cult, and there's something bad's going to happen. Know. I'm, I was I kept with... thinking that they're like just uh, an unreliable narrative type story Maybe, of a character. I mean, they, the actors and and the director, uh, Karen Kusama, are brilliant at telegraphing Will's paranoia. Mm-hmm. And I'm right there with him. I'm like, I would have gotten that the minute that they showed that death video. I would have been like. Uh, you know what? Oh, well, I yeah. forgot I got something to do tomorrow, yeah. and I'm I'm gone. gone. Yeah. and a lot of people say that. And even in in uh, in an interview with uh, uh, Kasama, she's like, "Yeah, my friends watched it and said they would have gotten the hell out of there too." And she's like, "No, no, you wouldn't have because I've been at those parties with you, not I guess death yeah. cult parties, but you don't leave when things get uncomfortable. You stick around." And she, I guess that's part of the thing that she's trying to to stress, or that her husband and his partner um, Phil Hay and Matt Manfredi mm-hmm. are the writers of this script. And she's like, no, that's not what you guys would do. And so that's kind of what's playing out here. And so while the doctor guy is trying to revive his friend, mm-hmm. uh, David comes in and shoots him in the back of the head. Yeah, because freaking at that moment, I'm like, oh, dear God, this is going to get real bad. <laughs> and then they start shooting everybody or yeah. strangling people or hacking them yeah. or beating them that's or whatever. Good. And so it's up to Will and his girlfriend, uh, Gina, are running through this house. And, of course, they can't get out because all the doors are locked. Mm-hmm. They can't get out the windows because... Um, uh, the the windows are barred. Yep. And the sliding glass doors out the back. At one point, they're hiding in a room where they knew that, where Will was like, "There's a door back here. We can get out here." They get there, and the door's been sealed off. Yeah. There's been some remodeling. Ugh. As they're looking out the window, they see one of the guests crash through a sliding glass door and attempt to escape. But he gets out there, and then Pruitt just like beats him just, to death. Yeah. And it's just it is just this murder. And at at, at one point, um, uh, Kate shoots Will in the shoulder mm-hmm. and then shoots herself in the stomach. Cause this is, you know, it's like, Hey, not only are we going to kill everybody here because they need to let go of their stuff and we'll all be reunited on the other side. Right. Cause everybody here has gone through some kind of loss. We're also going to kill ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, everybody's just dying left and right. Oh, it's cr- like, it turned so hard. It turns so into a very fast. bloody, it got like straight up violent. Yeah. In the end, Gina, uh, Will, and another one of their friends, I forget which, what, it's not Miguel, it is, must be Dave, not, not, um, Ben, maybe yeah. that's who it is. Yeah. Uh, Ben, make it out of the house, they kill, they kill everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, Sadie is kind of, I forgot who did something to I her. I don't, that was weird, I don't like know what out. happened to Sadie, I'm guessing it must have been Ben or something, but she was about ready to die. Yeah, there's some, and I, maybe she had drank a little bit too, I don't know, but. There's some weirdness in this last little 10, 15 minutes of the movie where the house is not laid out right, in in my opinion, in the way that they're showing us the film and while they're editing it together. They're not 
they're not laying out the space in the viewers' heads mm. because at one moment they're upstairs, then they're downstairs, then they're back in this place, and they're not showing that transition to a point where I'm like, that shouldn't connect that way, mm-hmm. and that shouldn't be that way. This seems weird, weird as far as geography. So there's mm. some geography issues that I had some problems with in how they presented it. But uh, in the end, um, uh, Will is is taking his ex-wife outside. She wanted to be outside to die, I guess, for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, for whatever reason. Well, there is a reason. Uh, so Will and Gina go out there and then, um, Ben joins them. And then as they're in the backyard, they hear, you know, sirens coming. They're like, Oh God, thank God. Somebody called the cops and their cops are on mm-hmm. their way and this is all going to be over. And then they hear a scream and a gunshot Gunshots. and they look out over the hills and there's all these red lanterns yes. just covering the hills yeah. and presumably not just in the hills, but all throughout Los Angeles yeah. and maybe all throughout the country. Yeah, They said like it was really big in New York and LA. So you can imagine New York being oh, covered the, too. The, uh, yeah, the I remember cult. them okay. saying that like more offhandedly. Yeah, I would imagine that that is probably the case too. But you know, at the end, that's just cops are going to be busy. You hear helicopters mm-hmm. and sirens and stuff going off, and you hear all of these screams and shots, and you just see all these red lanterns all over the Hollywood Hills, and you yeah. know that oh my god, they're not the this was not an isolated no. incident. This is a giant cult. Which was that moment was great because um, I like that twist. when when. Um, Will watches David light that red lantern. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wouldn't it be freaky if you saw all these red lanterns just pop up? I'm like, <laughs> and it would have been like a like a good moment then, but yeah. I think it would have given it away too quick. Yeah, I think. And this, then at the end, it happened. Like, oh, it was so good. Yeah, because then you know, at the end, the movie reads as a dinner party gone wrong, right? So there's a trope right there. And mm-hmm. but the fact that at the end it turns out to be this massive uh, killing spree yeah. turns it into a real horror. A real horror movie, because mm-hmm. uh, originally I would just classify this as a thriller. Yeah. But then when you get into this thing of the big reveal, it's like, holy crap, this is a horror movie. And this is kind of like, you know, this is what leads to a 28 days later. Some kind of, you know, like people are being, you know, there's a sequel where everybody's yeah. hiding out because there's these roving bands of whatever the, the invitation people going yeah. around <laughs> killing stuff. And I can see some cheesy, some cheesy sequels being yeah. proposed on this. Um but it was it was really nice kind of shocker and it was a nice kind of twist and it didn't feel forced and it didn't feel mm-hmm. like some kind of tacked on thing that you're just like, oh, really? So it was very good from that from that kind of a reveal and the slow burn that it gets yeah. that it takes to get to that final 15 minutes of the movie. It is an hour and a half movie. And I got to say, honestly, 10 minutes in, I was like, what the F is Zach getting me into? Because this movie <laughs> is so slow it's and very it's slow. so boring at this. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, but I think it, the the payoff is worth it because it just kind of builds and it drops these clues and you have to really pay attention mm-hmm. to this. And so it's, I think it's well done from that standpoint, but it's a slow pace. It could have been very slow. It could have been a 65 minute movie, I think in some I don't, places. Yeah, I think it could be, but I like, I don't think the payoff would have been as, I think it would have been like too, mm-hmm. too quick. Yeah. To get to that point. And I don't think I mean, everything would have been as good. There was just some stuff at the beginning where everyone's sitting around talking. I mean, I guess in, in. Will catching up with all of his friends and then them saying, oh, Will, how are you doing? And him asking mm-hmm. how they're doing. And you can sense that everybody is experiencing some kind of loss, mm-hmm. although not everybody's experiencing loss. I mean, uh, one of the guys, um, maybe, um, gosh, I forget what his name is. Oh, the, the one that Will was, started the company with or whatever, the bigger dude? Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get the sense that he's not really gone through anything because his wife's at home with the kids. Yeah, they just like don't get along. Yeah, maybe that's all that's, I mean, that's it. And then, yeah. so you don't see like, why are why is he being brought into this cult unless they're trying to kill like a certain friends. number. Yeah. Let's, let's kill a certain number of people. Everybody has a quota of people that yeah. they have to kill. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's really weird, but it makes you... I don't know. It freaks me out because, you know, there are there are religious groups still around today and cults. Uh, cults are Culture. a form of a religion. Yeah. Uh, they all start out of some religion, but then whatever. Small religions are considered cults. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they all start out with some of these like, oh, the earth is going to end on such and such a date. Mm-hmm. And you got people saying it's going to end on 2011. And then that date comes here. It's like, oh, we miscalculated. It'll be 2012. And, and it kind of gets you kind of concerned. Right. I mean. It got me uh, probably too weirdly interested in reading about like these death cult type things yeah. because that's what I found really interesting about the invitation in the way that I perceived it as potentially Will is just too paranoid mm-hmm. and reading too much into these things mm-hmm. um, and that these people were fine because 
it never came across of um like there's a comet and we got to catch a ride on the right, right. you know the alien ship that's, on the comet that's it was, heaven's heaven's gate is that what it was yeah yeah or it you know it didn't seem too crazy for it, it, a certain, it, 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 it seemed like, it, it seemed like, like a, normal like like they just did a bunch of meditation and they kind of got through some through some stuff yeah and it doesn't seem it doesn't feel like they're doing anything like um the crush compound but it also doesn't feel like they're doing anything like um the um the the westboro people yeah here it just doesn't feel like that kind of stuff no. and, it, and it also doesn't come across as quote-unquote religion no. Like we saw in yeah, Kevin like Kevin Smith's Red Statement. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's Sam's more, religion, it's spiritual, spiritual type kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Transcendentalism um, or whatever. But yeah, yeah. And that's what was interesting. And there was a thing I got fixated on and why I had to go back and watch mm-hmm. it again because I was trying to figure out um, what like the director's or the director was trying to say through all this because there was one line I got fixated on. Like, it is is the underlying concept of what these people are believing in is that you can move on past death and death is, you can be okay with it. And you know, there's some, maybe there's something well, else. I think, but there, there was a line that I, I fixated on, which was um, when he came out and we're talking about the coyote and they were like, um, Oh, how'd you do it? It seems so like primal or whatever right, to kill right, a coyote. Right. And so I knew some characters said, no, it was mercy putting, putting right, it right. out. Yeah, yeah. And so I had to, I thought it was one, of the two guys, I think it was. I thought it was yeah. the doctor. It was one of the doctors. It wasn't though, oh, okay. because I thought if that was they, that's what they said. Like, oh well, and then it really is mercy mm-hmm. letting all these, like especially the really emotionally distraught people die, so mm-hmm. they can you know go on. But it actually was David oh, okay. that said it. I'm like, oh well, that makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think that's what they're trying to get at is you're suffering through so much pain here. Yeah, and. You know, when you release your your spirit here, you're mm-hmm. going to go someplace better, and you'll all be happy, keep, yeah, uh, tea time and cakes, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to be that, and that's not, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like, but but of course, you got to kill you first, and right, <laughs> but I but I'm you know, if you think about what they were doing in in their their murder of their friends, mm-hmm. if Will had not thrown away everyone's drinks and freaked out yeah everyone would have just died at they the all table. Would have died and they probably would have gone very quickly just like uh, uh what's her name the the friend mm-hmm. um probably would have gone just very quickly and yeah. have been done with it so i guess they were trying to be humane in the way of of killing their friends yeah. and perhaps themselves but then when it got out of hand, it's like, okay, well, here's plan B. Well, yeah, Let's just, hack everybody to death and, and yeah. shoot them. It's not like, oh, just sit, we're going to hold you down and restrain you. Just pour right, it down right. your mouth. We're just going to brutally murder you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it got really crazy. Like, what were they telling them to do? Mm-hmm. Like, we all just have to die. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets And, you, and you're familiar with the Jim Jones thing, right? Drink the Kool-Aid and- Yeah, the Kool-Aid, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because there's just, yeah, there are just some weird things that really creep me out, especially when- People are like, hey, coming to our meeting this weekend and we're going to talk about all these things together. I'm like, I don't want to come to your meeting. Yeah, I don't, don't want to come to your you. weird thing on, <laughs> you know, on, on whatever day of the week you're, quote unquote, you know, praying or worshiping or whatever. And it just kind of bothers me, especially when it's not. And again, this is what, you know, what, what becomes religion and what is a cult, right? How many people does it take to become a religious affi- affiliation that's yeah. that's that's large enough to be okay they're safe because obviously this invitation cult has millions of members <laughs> that are just willing to kill people left and right yeah uh, so i don't know it just it's creepy and i and i i probably will not go to anybody's dinner party for a long long <laughs> especially time especially they send you an invitation in the mail yeah oh yeah so uh interesting things about this on the production side yeah uh, it was shot in 20 days uh, in one location, mm-hmm. uh, and they shot it in order. So this movie was oh, shot good. sequentially, which yeah. I, was interesting, but it also, I think, allows the Probably actors play. to build up to this yeah. to this uh, intense moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, only cost them a million dollars, which was the budget wow, for this, the total really budget good. on this movie. Uh, yes, but to date, it's only brought in $67,000. It was bought by Draft House Films for um, distribution for $3 million. So from... Um, uh, What's her? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Karen Kasum, uh, Kusama. 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 Yeah, they've made their money yeah, back on. They that. did great. Uh, they <laughs> did great, and hopefully, people are buying this through iTunes or through the on-demand service that mm-hmm. it's out now. It just came out uh, recently. I think just like maybe a week or two ago. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is that this movie was funded through. Uh, let me find it here from Game Changer Films. 
And yeah, Game never Changer heard of Films before. is American company that finances independent films that are specifically directed by women or co-directed by mm, women. Interesting. And so we've got Karen and we've got Game Changer Films and they're doing most of the funding for this. Uh, because she's a female director. Mm-hmm. And I guess what's interesting about this is because of the uh, gender inequality in Hollywood and, and especially with um, uh, money inequality mm-hmm. uh, compensation that, that's been going on in Hollywood for probably the last year, it's really fascinating to learn about Game Changer films yeah. and to see something like this that is so well done. And just go, yes, this is exactly what we need more of. Yeah. Uh, and so I really got a kick out of that, too. So, yeah. Um, and I did what I read um, that the director in an interview said that they she really wanted a small crew. Mm-hmm. And then her producers like everyone thinks they want a small crew until they start shooting. Mm-hmm. And so she like took their advice and they said we always had just like 30 or 40 people just kind of. Uh, waiting and just like kind of walking around and doing odd jobs so they could actually get to their scenes faster because I mean 20 mm-hmm. day shoots pretty quick yeah it's pretty, pretty quick. fast and I think they did like a three day rehearsal mm. and they had to do some changes to the script they said one interesting one she noted was the dinner scene mm-hmm. the house they chose didn't have a dining room on the main floor it was right. up the stairs right. and she said it made an interesting transition for the film because then they all had to move from the like the main yeah, level the up to the second one to go to this dinner which was when I thought about it I'm like yeah it did seem like a change in the story because it was, um, you know, like kind of weirdly tense there for a second, and then they go upstairs and everything seemed fine. Like they got this right. big lavish meal, and they're all right. just kind of talking. Everyone always has fun eating supper, dinner. and then it, and then it, and then it got really, really yeah. bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's really fast. It's dark too. That's the other thing is, yeah. And I would, I'm surprised that they had that many crew members on here because I would have figured this would have been like a 15 member crew maybe yeah. at most. Yeah, because. Um, there's not a whole lot of um, additional lighting. I would like to see some behind the scenes Im- uh, mm. images from this because it did not look like there was a lot of um, additional lighting no. added to a lot of these scenes. It looked like they were using very natural light uh, and using cameras. And I couldn't, I didn't find. I never what, found what they were shooting on. Yeah, I was looking for that as well. Um, but uh, and maybe one of our listeners uh, knows. But it seemed like they were using as much natural light as they could, mm. or or whatever or practical, practical lights stuff. that they yeah. had. And I, there are times, especially right there at the end, where they're in that one room, which, again, has not been established before that we've seen. And so I'm like, where are they in the like house? Like the theater? I don't know. Wherever they were trying to get that out that door. Yeah, like, they went into like a, like it was like a screening theater room. Oh, was room. it? I yeah, didn't it know was what weird. it was because yeah. it was so dark. It, I yeah. just, it was hard to see. And yeah. I watched this, I watched this on my computer, not in the home oh, theater, yeah. which, uh, you know, the home theater is nice, but sometimes the blacks get really black in there. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, this is dark and I can't see what's going on. Yeah, it was on. the only time they were ever in that room. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, it was like a theater they had in the house. Yeah, yeah. But it was interesting. That, that was like the room they go to. Um, I went back and was watching a little bit of it. And actually, I just, I got through the whole thing and then I just saw some screen grabs. Mm-hmm. And I noticed something in the coloring that I thought was interesting because it was everyone always bring, bring up the entire film. Right. That we're, like, we're in LA. Like things like this happen. It's LA. People are weird. Just, you know, let it happen. Something mm-hmm. the character said at one mm-hmm. point. Um, and, you know, it was probably, man, maybe two years ago now that we had a conversation about how LA had changed all of their right. light bulbs from mm-hmm. like the tungsten into. Uh, what they do, LED lights? Yeah. The blue LEDs? Right. And so that changed like this classic look of LA. Everyone mm-hmm. talks about they had a look. And if you go back and look through this film, it's all very, it's all very orange, orange yeah. yellow, that kind of LA. Like, I'm like oh, that's really interesting because it's not something you can see anymore mm-hmm. if you go out and shoot uh, natural LA. Right. So that was, I thought that was really interesting that they but it was all that in, way. It was all indoors. Of yeah, course, the of house course. is... The house is a house that was probably built in the 1960s or something, and mm-hmm. they've been gone. And so the house has got a very retro feel to it. So I can yeah. understand why let's enhance everything with this very, very orange mm-hmm. light. And it's very orange. I mean, it's not like they tried to color balance anything no, no, no. to make it look, uh, to make it look quote unquote natural. I mean, it has a very orange hue uh, throughout, which is something I noticed as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying to find some behind the scenes productions stuff, but I don't see anything. Yeah, I haven't really found. I was trying to find anything on the production of like equipment and things. I just mm-hmm. couldn't. I mean, it's not like too big of a movie. That's not like uh, every movie. Sometimes I have problems finding stuff on big blockbuster films right oh, away. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, of course, you know, um, if the movie budget is really small, 
you always find out about it because people are like, hey, look oh, what we did with a yeah, million dollars. Or Kevin Smith is like, hey, look what I did with $65,000 or whatever they did for uh, Red State. Yeah. And again, if people haven't listened to the Red State podcast, go back and listen to that because it's fascinating to hear Kevin talk about the whole production process. Oh, that process. series? Yeah, oh, yeah. it's one of the best things I'll listen to. Uh, but, uh, and then if you hear a movie that has an incredibly high budget like Avatar mm-hmm. or Star Wars, and Star Wars, we don't even know what the budget was on that. But if you hear like Avatar, it's a $250 million film. Yeah, if it's really big, then you hear people talk about that. But if it's just an average film release, it can be really hard to find out uh, what what the budget was. And unless it's done something incredible, mm-hmm. you don't often see a lot of coverage on just minor little films. No. This one I would like to see more coverage on because it's not one that I had heard of. You sent me because I, I guess you're starting to come to grips with your... With your horror experience, is that I'm why? Try- I don't is know what, what it is. This I guess it is. Your little uh, movie theater my incident. Little, yeah, my incident of And then all of a sudden you're like, hey man, check out these two trailers. And <laughs> I'm going to show how tough movies. I am. Look at me, I'm a big guy. Ooh. <laughs> and then you're like, let's let's watch, you were like, hey, let's watch a movie. I was like, all right, pick a movie. And you pick this one. And I was like, okay. And as at the end, I was like, oh man, crap, this is a scary, intense film. It is film. scary. And then Zach tweeted me back like, 20 minutes later, he's like, holy effing crap. Uh, I was like, I didn't know if I needed to rush over and calm you down or anything or Man, if you were going to be able to sleep through the night. Or I was watching was. this with Aubrey and that turn happened at the end and she's yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm done. Like, you can either, <laughs> like, you have to stop watching it or you have to turn it down. Right, Because right. I'm not going to be by myself now, so we're stuck together for the rest of the night <laughs> and you just got to make this. I'm like, there's only like 10 minutes left. Just let me get right, through right, it. Right, right. Uh, yeah, because it was such a hard turn. Um, yeah, but I would really be interested to know what they shot on because obviously it's going to be digital with a million budget. Of course, Primer's budget was like nothing, right? Which the movie never really talked about. But right. they he shot on like six rolls of film or something. Yeah, crazy. yeah. I mean, they, uh, the, the, yeah, theirs was. A, I mean, it's a little bit different, and I would imagine that you know it's it's not hard to rent a red oh, gosh, or an no. Ari. I mean, today you and I can especially just, for twenty days or whatever. Yeah, yeah even even that. I mean, that uh, what? Uh, where where did you get your lenses from uh, recently? Borrow lens. Borrowlens.com. Yeah. Uh, there's also Lens Pro to Go, which is a mm-hmm. rental house. Yeah. Um, let's or you see. can get them from like Adirondack. Yeah. You know, stuff uh, like um, that. There's a lot I'm of just looking places. for. Let's look at professional cameras. That, oh, a, there's the brands. They have the red. Yeah, they, they have, have a red, red package. package. Hold on. Yeah. Let me look. So we could get a red camera. Oh, they have everything broken down in a bunch of different things. And oh, I think these yeah. are actual prices. I was looking for rental. Because Do they have rental on there? I don't see rental. Sorry, I'm just looking and I just see I see video and I see brands, cameras, lenses, lighting. Yeah, they they didn't if you click on it, it should give you like a like a three day oh, price or rental? something. Okay. Yeah. Um Oh, here's one that's reserved um, seven days for $2,000 for a red. Now, that's just the body. That doesn't include yeah. the accessory. So by the time you're all done, you're looking at $150, 460 $1,200. Um, so for $5,000 for seven days mm-hmm. is basically what I'm looking at this for the whole package. $5,000 for seven days. You can rent a red camera. Mm-hmm. You could also spend $5,000 and get a canon digital slr yeah. for that same price but i mean it, i mean so if you take that times 20 five thousand times 20 mm-hmm. that's a hundred thousand dollars right five thousand times 20 we only need to do about like three because it's for seven days oh right right but i'm yeah. saying 20 days of the shoot yeah then yeah you're got, not you're not in much even you yeah. could i mean you could you could parse it down with a lens set you can only rent like three lenses and mm-hmm. you could get the cinnamon like canon cinema lenses off that site and you could be rolling and get everything else you need and you're not in it too deep. Well, and then so whatever they had for location, we don't know whose yeah, don't house know they that. got for the location. If it was even, you know, it's, it's probably something nobody was living in. So it was probably something that was for sale. So they're getting some some location money, maybe $10,000 mm-hmm. to rent the house for a month, $20,000 to rent the house for a month. And then if all the actors are working on scale or less and then the crew is working for scale or mm-hmm. less. Million dollars seems super reasonable. Yeah, you just got to buy a bunch of pizza and stuff. Well, I'm sure with 30 <laughs> people, they've got a little bit more than that going a, on. A, but a craft crew. Yeah, I mean, but still, it's not that it's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. Uh, I'm looking at Lens Pro to go. You can get a Canon XA20 HD camcorder for 130 dollars for a four day rental. Wow. 
oh, here we go. Here's a Canon 14 millimeter T3.1 cine lens, $220 for a four day rental. That's totally yeah. worth it. No. Yeah. I mean, the prices for these high quality cameras to rent for a couple of days mm-hmm. are like really, really reasonable. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so I guess it's always, in- like, I always get encouragement. Like, if I get on there, I'm like, oh, if I, if, or if someone is like, I need seven days to shoot something or even like four days and we can do it super quick and you could do it. Like it's, oh yeah, the prices are there now. Like anyone yeah, yeah. can do anything. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it's just very fascinating to uh, see all this stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing anything that says what they shot it on. Oh yeah. Which was unfortunate. Cause I, I mean, that's always just our weird mm-hmm. nerdy thing that we like. I, uh, I really like this movie. I think, uh, Kasama did a great job. I think, I, and if you go back and read, there's an, there's a great interview with her on her career over at, I think the verge is where I read an mm. interview with her and it's really long, but it talks about every single one of her films. She's only done four films. Yeah. Uh, the first one she did uh, girl fight came in. Everybody loved that. It was a good film for her. Then she did Aeon Flux, which was a total bomb and <laughs> kind of really ruined her career for a while. But then they gave her the chance to do Jennifer's Body, which I guess was an okay film. Mm-hmm. And then you've got The Invitation. And I, I really think that this is this is a good film. It's getting, which is really interesting because the critic reviews of it are really high on Rotten mm-hmm. Tomato. Mm-hmm. And then like audience reviews, everything I've seen is all like... 60 percent 70 percent and i think really it's because it's such a slow burn but i think, think if yeah really uh, and that's why i think if they could trim out even if they could trim out like 15 minutes from the movie mm. i think that they could i think it could be much better i think it'd be much more intense for people but i think in this to get into will's mindset you have to play it slow yeah and that's kind of what i reflected on after watching it was like at first i was like oh crap an hour and a half how am i going to get through this because <laughs> this is really boring in the first 10 minutes and then I'm, and cause he's just kind of walking through it. But then after, at the end you realize I had to be in the same, I, it has to be this slow so you can get into Will's mindset so you can experience his paranoia and, and feel that paranoia yourself. So you can, when it does happen, you're like, Oh, it actually happened. And it's mm-hmm. not just crazy man being crazy. Uh, that's when you get that, get that payoff. So yeah, from the critical standpoint, yes. From, yeah, from maybe yeah. from the audience standpoint, maybe not so much. Um, so you mentioned Claire who left early, uh, and like, did she live and stuff? And I was always wondering that, like, because she kind of backs out and seems fine, and then Pruitt goes and talks to her behind like a wall you can't see, you can't and see you never car, see again. You never see the car fully yeah. out of the shot because, I mean, the car is you see the car move behind the wall, yeah, and you and you you see Pruitt yell and go around to the car to her. You never see the car drive away after right. that. You're only seeing it from Will's perspective, and David distracts him like almost immediately. immediately. Right. Um, someone I was on IMDb, mm-hmm. and someone was talking about it, and they said they were at a showing of it, and the director and the screenwriters came up, and that was asked, and they didn't say directly. They go, uh, "What happened is what you think happened," and they just kind of left it at that, kind of insinuating that Pruitt somehow killed her. Killed her. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like even like. So crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like you no, somehow killed someone even out on like the road. Yeah. I think because it shows at the end where he is uh, trying to choke out Will. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what he did to her is choked her out because he comes in and he's kind of a little out of breath when he comes in. Yeah. He's like, yeah, okay. Well, I said goodbye to her. And it's like, oh, okay, creepy dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a uh, freaky weird thing. So did you ever think that Will was just being paranoid like the, to the, the whole dinner? Uh, <sighs> Like, especially after the boyfriend, he, like, freaks out, like, where is he? I know he was yes, here. He yes. called so me. So, there's a, so one of the, uh, one of the girls is complaining about her boyfriend's not there. Choi is not there. Yeah. And throughout the whole movie, she's like, where the hell is Choi? And, of course, they're up in the hills, so cell phone reception is horrible. And, yes, at the moment when Will says, where is Choi? I got this message from Choi that said he was here before everyone else. Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he mm-hmm. at? And everyone's like, um, you're crazy, man. And he's like, no, because when you hear that message, you're like, oh, crap. Oh, yeah, like he's, he's, yeah. They yeah. ate him for dinner or yeah, something, something like that. He's right, in right? an office. Or and something. then, uh, yeah, he's strung up dead somewhere mm-hmm. in an office. And then Choi walks in. He's like, sorry, I got called back down to go do some work. Sorry, I'm late. And, you're, and then at that point, I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's just overreacting and paranoid and he needs to have this final concluding thing. And that's when he goes to his son's room after that mm-hmm. and has his catharsis and, and has his closure. 
and you feel, okay, maybe that's all he really needed was to have that moment and all of his craziness is here. And maybe at the end, everyone's going to clink glasses and yeah. he was going to leave changed. You know, if, if you took out that horror aspect of, of the actual killing that happens, yeah. you could read that film as, yes, this man got super paranoid because he's dealing with his grief mm-hmm. and everyone's dealing with grief in their own way. As these cult members have pointed out to everybody that they're all dealing with their pain in different ways. This was his way of dealing it with it. You have now as an audience gone through Will's grieving process and now he's in at the end and everyone clinks glasses and they drive off into the night with a what a weird party that was. (laughs) Right. And if that were the case, that would have been a. I guess it would have really truly been an art house film. Oh yeah, right? it would have, like it would have been a pretty disappointing unless unless that somehow they make it weird with her him actually killing uh that girl um when well, she came yeah. at him Sadie yeah. when he came at him like and that played out something weird. Um but if it just would have been like you were paranoid and mm-hmm. then let's all go home. That yeah. would have been like a really disappointing game. It would have been, but I could see that really playing out as an as kind of a yeah. as one of these RT films would be, where it's like, okay, someone's paranoia goes so far until you have that that moment of clarity where it's finally you have resolved all your mm-hmm. issues. And once you've resolved all your issues, then you can move past, which is kind of what the cult was trying to get across, you know? Mm-hmm. And but yeah, then it doesn't turn out that way. So yeah, yeah, there was that one moment when Choi finally showed up. I was like, okay, where the hell are they going with this yeah. movie? <laughs> yeah. Of course, and then I obviously was so bought in because I still thought, oh, she's filming at the mouth, bad cocaine. <laughs> like that oh, no, I, I knew the minute that yeah. she was filming at the mouth. So I was like, it's poison. He's right. Ah. Yeah. And, yeah, and then I was still like, well, maybe. And then the gunshot. I'm like, oh, God, no, <laughs> this is going to get bad. This is going to get bad real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh. would you recommend this to people? I would, but I think we've ruined the movie for people. Well, probably. <laughs> Uh, you know if you have not seen this movie and we've just ruined it for you then i'm sorry uh but we did put a spoiler up at the beginning of the episode so be aware of that but yeah i think i would really recommend this to people and i would really recommend it to people who are who maybe be okay with the spoiler knowing what's going to happen Mm -hmm. and because maybe even knowing going in what's going to happen maybe that'll make you be more alert to will's uh situation yeah and so you can watch those things a little closer and maybe pull out some more nuance from the acting and from the story that's being told. But if, um, and maybe if you're watching it with a significant other or some a friend of yours or friends who have are not aware of what this movie is about and then get their reaction to it, I'd love to hear those stories. Yeah. I'd love to hear what, what the audience's reaction to this. But yes, as much as I went into it going, uh, an hour and a half film that's as slow as that other piece <laughs> of crap that we watched, I don't know if I can make it. And then totally... Getting, in it. getting kicks out of this yeah yeah i this is always my turmoil of itunes movies it's like i can rent it for seven dollars or i can yeah. buy it for ten i just always buy because yeah i usually do too but aubrey's like it's a suspense film you're not going to watch it again you're going to know the twist i'm like yeah you're right i'll just rent it and so i rented it and then i bought it this morning yeah. like well i gotta watch it like three more times because yeah, yeah. the movie's too good yeah yeah, I, I, yeah. I usually just when it comes to iTunes, I'm like, I think there's only been one movie that I rented. It was a time travel movie that came out not too long ago, and I rented it because it was the only option. And I really, really wanted to see this film because it, the uh, the trailer looked like totally Blade Runner kind of weird oh, stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I gotta check this film out. It's only available for rental. Okay, I will rent it. And now I've forgotten what the name of the film is, so now I can't go buy it. So, um, I, yeah, I've only done rentals a couple of times, and it's only because. I want to see the movie now. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, if it's an option of rent or buy, like with uh, The Invitation, or what's the other film that you were wanting us to watch? Darling. Darling, uh, which I haven't looked at. I haven't either. Um, you know, if it's the option, it's like, well, I might as well buy it because you never know yeah. what you know what could happen mm-hmm. with this. So, I don't know. It was it was worth yeah, it. Yeah, I definitely, if you have a chance to watch this in the theater, you, you should go on. I think it's actually on Amazon now. I thought I saw it on IMDb. Um, you should definitely check it out and buy it and freak all of your friends out with this movie because it was uh I, mean, I really enjoyed the ride it definitely has a slow super slow burn mm-hmm. to the end but it was one of the most worthwhile twists i've seen in a film yeah uh, for a long time let me recommend uh because next week we still have another week or two before um yeah nothing's really coming out next week let me let me uh recommend a movie th- then for us to watch called time lapse okay it's called time lapse it's 2014 
It uh, stars Dan- uh, Danielle Panabaker, who is uh, Dr. Caitlin Snow on Flash. It's got Matt O'Leary in it. It's got George Finn, John, Re- John Reese davies and a bunch of other people in it. It's another one that's kind of like this, where it's kind of like a thriller suspense thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, time travel is involved with it, so okay. you do have to kind of be aware of that. It is available on iTunes now, and so people can check it out. It's got a 6.4 uh, rating out of 10 uh, up on the IMDb. I don't know what the Rotten Tomatoes uh, score is right now. But it was kind of another independent film uh, that is low budget, takes place in California, has a time travel element to it, and a twist. So um, I think I've seen you a trailer seen for this. this. I don't yeah. think I've seen it. The trailer is really good. It. The trailer will suck you in. I think I've seen the And then you're like, oh, what is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Um, definitely. All right. Let's, let's do that for let's next week. Let's do that week. for next week. That'll yeah. be a fun time. Time lapse next week on Zach on Film. Hope you enjoyed this episode, everyone. Head over to Majorspoilers.com where you can put all of your comments about the invitation in this podcast posting page. While you are there, click on the Amazon.com link where you can buy all of your favorite suspense movies on Blu-ray. It's not going to cost you any extra when you use that link, but a little bit will come back to Major Spoilers to help all of these great podcasts come into your ears each and every week. So next week, we'll be watching Time Lapse on Zach on Film. Podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment LLC. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.